Well, guess where I am? It's the news, according to me. Well, good morning. It is... The music is loud. It's, it's Friday, December 22nd. Just a few days from Christmas. A few days from the end of the year. And uh, it is 9.03 a.m., much later than I had planned. I... I had a, a breakfast event this morning that had originally not been planned, and, and uh, I thought it was going to be a moot point. And then this, as this week has rolled along, it has actually materialized. And so this morning, we actually had breakfast. Me and the boys, a couple of guys from, from high school, actually, believe it or not, we still get together and uh, have breakfast once in a while. Uh, it's really good. We, I mean, these people I've known for over 40 years, and uh, so we're the old the old crotchety guys off off in the corner eating breakfast and complaining about how kids are these days it's 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 it's, it's there very very therapeutic it's uh gives us something to do so i have uh i have no show content as as planned uh yesterday um i did spend some time sleeping yesterday i just i just that this cold has been it's like the remnants of it are still here and i don't know what to do with that trying to get rid of it and um it's still just a little bit of a sinus thing going on now last night i took uh some mucinex i've never taken it before that i can remember i took some mucinex last night and wife said oh no no it's it uh, she's she's able to sleep when she takes it she thought she could anyway but but then i ended up being up till like almost two o'clock in the morning just you know playing solitaire and trying to fall asleep i just couldn't sleep i just kept watching videos ridiculous so that's not going to happen again um i might take but it, it, however it did dry my, my sinuses out i mean I, once i once i slept i slept very well and of course i woke up this morning and didn't want to get out of bed, out of bed but so uh basically uh we're pulling into the to the to the to the christmas time here i basically will not probably not have another show until till uh after christmas at least that's the that's the theory at this point. Um, I, I don't think there'll be a Monday show. However, uh, so this today's the 21st, 22nd. Oh, today's the 22nd. Yes, 23rd, 24th. Yeah, it's going to be, so Monday's Christmas Day. However, the 26th, uh, possibly possibly a show. And then, of course, we get into Thursday and Friday of next week. There definitely will be a show, uh, as far as I know, unless uh, something doesn't work out right. But that's that's the plan. Um just give you an idea. Now, what, what I am going to talk about is more about this whole thing. This Colorado case is bringing up a lot of issues. We're bringing up a lot of interesting things. One of the things I think that has, has happened, uh, it has really uh, boiled up, I think. It's kind of blown back in the face of a lot of leftists. Um, we're now discovering... There, there's th- basically three things. One is the, 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 the Biden administration's involvement in this thing, which I, I, you call it the Biden administration. It's really the powerful people behind Biden who are running the show. What they did, uh, how they were involved in this, this decision, uh, how they're getting involved in the, in the Supreme Court. However, also the, the Supreme Court of Colorado. Then there's also the, the SCOTUS, the Supreme Court of the United States, and the Jack, Jack Smith issue that has popped up. Uh, Jack Smith was trying to leapfrog through the process to be able to just get the Supreme Court to, to rule on this thing so he could get his 
Super Tuesday, day before Super Tuesday trial done to get to get uh, Trump off the ballot. They seem to think that they can politically prosecute Trump and the rest of the country is not going to notice they're politically prosecuting him. And they're not, they don't think we're going to notice and they, they, they can just uh, vilify him and make him out to be the bad guy. And then we're all of a sudden going to change our mind and not vote for the guy. They're doing more to boost his popularity than anything else I can... I, I, they, they couldn't be helping him more. This is just like in 2016. They had him on all the time because they thought it was fun that it was... They, they, they were showing him on the news all the time because it, boost, it was boosting their ratings. Uh, hello. If your ratings are being boosted by this guy, then have a clue. There must be some popularity in people wanting to see the guy. This is this is their mentality. Well, we're rating, we're boosting our ratings because this guy this guy is so hated and so vilified, and we're destroying him so badly that that you know obviously Hillary's going to win, so we don't have to worry about that. And come to find out, nobody nobody you know nobody showed up to vote for Hillary. They, they thought I believe that they 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 relaxed the machine that year because. They really thought that she was, you know, she was a shoe-in. She was going to win. There was no way that Donald Trump was going to lose. Or not Donald Trump was going to win. There was no way she was going to lose. And they, they ended up turning around and, and finding out, you know, uh, gee, we probably should have used the machine. And when I, when I speak of the machine, I'm talking about their scam votes and their ballot harvesting and all the stuff that they do. And they were all in shock for four years. I don't know if you remember the the day after the election. Hillary didn't even concede until the next day, and basically then it was kind of a weak, kind of a little stupid conceding thing. She, they couldn't believe it. People were in shock. They were. They, it was a mess for for two months after the because you had you know you had all of the rest of November, and then you had December into the middle of January. Where they threw the huge fit at Capitol, the whole the entire city of, of Washington D.C. was awash with people wearing certain kinds of hats, making speeches about blowing up the White House and all kinds of other things, destroying downtown cities. They had them boarded up. This went on for days at the Capitol. The screaming, the yelling, the rioting. The protesting. And, and that, but that wasn't an insurrection, though. That wasn't, you know, threatening to blow up the White House, wishing the guy to be dead. Day one of his presidency, there, were, there was at least one congressman who introduced articles of, of impeachment. And they're, they're belittling someone who had an article. I think it was, was it Marjorie Taylor Greene. She, she already had a, an article of, of impeachment day, day one of Biden's presidency. But she's some kind of weirdo wacko for doing that. Well, they didn't say that about the guy who did it on their side to Donald Trump day one. Because he happens to be a person of color. And, of course, you know, it was Donald Trump. He's a white supremacist.
And, and, and that whole time, the, the, I mean, so this whole time we're getting into this whole thing, I've forgotten to, to tell you what's in my cup. And I'm sure you're probably, you probably can't, you probably need to listen to anything because you're just hanging, you're hanging on the edge of your seat wondering what's in my cup and you can't, can't even hear what I'm saying. You can't focus. It, I have, uh, I, by the way, I'm at the worldwide headquarters this morning. I'm here at the worldwide, the news according to me, headquarters. Drinking chai with cinnamon creamer in it that I, that I made at home, and I have no backup cup of anything, of any kind. I got a, I got a bottle of water here that I haven't touched for probably a couple of weeks, but I, I um, yeah, that's, that's all I've got. That's all I've got. So I just just got that. So a uh, couple of responses. One, one of the things was this whole the inv- the involvement of of the uh, administration, the current administration. I won't call it the Biden administration because it's, it's a bino, Biden in name only. I have uh, I have some opinions about what's going on there with, with that whole thing. And then there's Jack Smith with the Supreme Court of the United States uh, issue. There's a response by a couple of different people. Uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, his response to the Colorado thing uh, in contrast to Ron DeSantis's response and then we have the uh the other response that i want to talk about is the response from mitch mcconnell which basically is there's several other people in the in the republican leadership that i believe are showing once again their true colors in this whole issue now this is what gets me about this is this, this isn't just about Trump. This is about our, our, our nation and the voting system and, our, and integrity of principle. At least most of the people involved in the, in, the, in the race on the right, the Republican side, have come out and, and, and condemned the decision by the Colorado Supreme Court. Nikki Haley, surprisingly, has been... Yeah, that's what she said. It really hasn't been much of a response at all to this thing from from her or from Mitch McConnell, some of the other leaders in the in the Republican Party. The, the I will call them the Republican establishment, and some some rhinos, but the Republican establishment, if you will. And it's it's kind of showing their their true colors now. Ron DeSantis's uh, response in in contrast to Vivek Ramaswamy. Vivek said, uh, he, he, it went viral. The way he responded went viral. Now, um, there's a channel called Valuetainment. I think they call the guy PBD, Paul, Paul Ben David, I think is his name, guy's name. I really like the guy. He he's really has a lot of integrity. Um, I like the fact that he can argue uh, his opinions and yet listen to other people and their opinions, and he, he doesn't. he's not threatened by that. It's just, it's just a very... It's a refreshing channel because there's a lot of different people with a lot of different opinions on there. And he's got some people that I did totally disagree with and they have a lot of misinformation on, but they, he doesn't, you know, that's, that's just part of the mix. And they have the discussion. He, they, you know, they, they have it out. And it's, it's, I mean, it's the opposite of what the view would be, basically. So these guys, um, but basically they're, they're talking about Vivek and, and everything was going on with him. But, he, but basically this, you know, Vivek came out with this response after that and said, I am going to, on principle alone, remove my name from the ballot 
in Colorado until you know Donald Trump's name is restored. So so now uh, his name hasn't actually officially been taken off. I think there's been a stay on that. That they voted it in and they actually left the left it the way it is for a certain period of time until so, so certain day. I, it's, I, there's some comp- there's some complexities here that I, go way beyond my ability to explain and even understand. Basically, because I'm not a doctor, I'm not a lawyer, I'm not a rocket scientist, <clears throat> I'm not a uh, financial counselor. So, if you um, if you look at what he what he said, <clears throat> it was, I think I thought it was brilliant on his part. As many of the things that he says, he's he's very good at. Uh, uh, I think explaining his stance on things, whether or not he's you know genuine or whether he can uphold and, and live up to his own standards, I don't know. But he he came up with this um, you know the statement that he basically if you're not going to put Donald on there, then I'm not, I'm not going to be on there. And then he he made this brilliant move. He said, and the rest of the GOP party uh, candidates should do the same thing. I'm challenging the rest of them to do the same thing. Now the Colorado GOP. Republican Party there in Colorado has a workaround for the primary. They said, "Well, instead of having a primary, we'll just have a caucus, like like, like I, what Iowa does." And they can't do anything about that. State can't do anything about it, which is fine. I mean, that's that will work. That that will that will do what they need to do. Um, and then they can throw their their support for the for the primary. They can support throw their support behind uh, Trump that way or whoever the people want. At that point, it becomes you know puts it back in the hands of the people again. Now. Or theoretically, there, there, there are some there are some shady things that can happen in caucuses. Now they've been doing it in Iowa for so long that they've learned how to kind of manipulate some things. There, there's some shady business that goes on there, by the way, in Iowa. So don't kid yourself. Caucuses aren't all they're cracked up to be. Um, a, a primary election is typically better. However, that, as the Democrat Party has proven, can also be tampered with. This is the Democrat Party. Same Democrat Party that was caught through the leak of their server, the DNC server leak. If we remember back here just a little bit, Bernie Sanders was getting a little too close to Hillary, and they didn't want that. They had to destroy her, destroy him to protect her. So they, the, the Democrat Party, not the Democratic Party, they decided who the nominee was going to be, but instead of having the people decide. And they basically flushed Bernie down the toilet. But they came up with a superdelegate thing. So the superdelegates were able to overpower, and they were all Hillary Clinton, you know, chosen by Hillary Clinton. Didn't matter what the rest of the, what the, rest of the uh, state would decide, you know, vote on. This, was, this is the way they do it. So this is what they're trying to do with the with the national election. They're trying to get the, the liberals are trying to get Trump off of the ballots because he's a criminal. He's a criminal. He's an insurrectionist. Fourteenth Amendment. Blah, 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 blah. And the walls are closing in on him. So it's just more of the same. And and much to their chagrin, the it is continually making Trump more popular. And I think people are actually waking up to the fact that hey, this. this this is ridiculous. These leftists, they don't want to be part of this anymore. Now, according to some people on, on the left, according to some pundits, they're saying, well, people have already decided who they're going to vote for. They've already, they've already decided. But this is going to motivate the base to go out and vote. And so Trump is going to get more votes this way. Uh, no, I, no there's, there's minds being changed here. 
people have not necessarily just decided who they're going to vote for. And I think, again, this, the left's idea, their, their underestimation of the independents that are out there and are, they're still, you know, we've got a long way to this election yet. We've got, you know, was it at least nine months, eight, 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 ten months almost. And it's, there's a lot that can happen. There's the, you know, there's the October surprise stuff. There's, there's all this stuff that can, can all take place between now and then. And the only poll that really matters is the day of the election day poll. Now, or the, you know, the four weeks leading up to it, there there's early voting crap going on. But it's, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I mean, Donald Trump is going to be the nominee if, if nothing else weird happens here uh, for, for the general. Um, however... Again, I, I still contend that Joe Biden, the likelihood of him being the nominee on, on November, in November of 2024, it, it just seems, it, it seems ridiculously impossible to me. I, I just, I can't imagine this happening. And I'm not alone in that, in that theory. That's more brilliant minds than I have come to this conclusion. Now, having said that, um, so Vivek Ramaswamy makes this, this comment, and I guess uh, many of the others have made the comment as well. Let's make the comment that it's, it's at least in, in word, they have said, even Chris Christie has come out and said, the people need to decide, not, not some legislature thing. However, I, like I said yesterday, I don't think they're chomping, chomping at the bit for this. They're, they're hoping, you know, they're, they can come out and say that, and then it, privately, I'm sure they're, they're hoping, I hope he gets booted off the ballot in all the states. But they're saying the right thing, at least. So he, he, Ron DeSantis gets asked this question. What, what, what will you, you know, what do you think about Vivek Ramaswamy's thing? Now, Ron DeSantis came out and basically said, that would only be playing into the hand of the Democrats. Okay. There, without any explanation, you can kind of leave that to your imagination. Maybe he understands something I don't understand with that. But I, I can... On its face value, saying that I can think, okay, there's probably a way that that could be playing into their hand. Maybe I don't, I don't know. But then he went on to say something, and maybe there weren't very many nails in his coffin, but this is the one master nail that's going to keep the coffin shut. Now he he needs to recognize one, Nikki Haley is the establishment's choice. Ron DeSantis does not have the MAGA backing anymore. He is now seen as somewhat of a traitor in this whole thing. People like him, but at the same time, they think he made a huge decision here based on listening to the wrong people, and that makes people nervous. He's not the MAGA candidate anymore. He has said some things and done some things and not made a very very good showing. And obviously, if Trump were taken out of the race today, I'm not so sure that he could that the support would go behind DeSantis. Now, having said that, he comes out and says the rest of his statement is, "I've qualified 
to be on the ballot in all the states, and I'm going to remain that way, basically. So he said, that's, that's not a quote, that's just my paraphrase. In other words, I'm qualified to be on it, and Trump isn't. The, the, the things that this implies, it, it, and, and most people won't notice this on its face when what he says, they'll just think, oh, yeah, okay. But there's an implication here. He should, he should have just shut up at the point where he said that would be playing into the Democrats' hand. He should have just stopped there and shut up. But he continued on to say, I'm qualified, which implies Trump is not, or Trump might not be. And I think at that point, he's making it very clear that he's not going to, he's not, uh, he's not necessarily totally opposed to this happening with the kind of conviction that, that it's a, a Vivek. Now, Vivek, Vivek, is, Vivek is all in on this thing. He, he has nothing to lose. He has a very short political career here. Uh, he's, you know, he can, he can be out there. Now, one of the things he did recently, I, I can't remember who it was he was talking about. I'll remember if I think about it long enough, but I really don't want to think about it that long. He was doing another little speech somewhere, and he said, shut the F up. Just, you know, and he doubled down on it. He said it again, said, said it twice. And he was, he was just telling, you know, say, saying, talking about somebody, might, might have been Van Jones. I think he was talking about Van Jones. And he said, just, just shut the F up. Just shut, and he said, and he said the word, the four-letter word. Now, there, are, there is a, probably a small percentage, and I, I believe with, I, I agree with uh, Paul Ben David, Paul PBD, uh, Paul, Valuetainment, uh, Paul, Paul ben, ben David on this, um, in that he, I, he, 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 there's a small percentage of the, of the MAGA crowd, of the population, the voting population on the right, and even the independents, that like that kind of language. Yeah, stick it to it. Yeah, 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 just say it like it is. <clears throat> now, personally, I have found that kind of... Now, we'll see if this continues, if he continues to use that because it gets a lot of... It gets a lot of play time. It gets a lot of drive. It gets a lot of clicks. We'll see if he starts to give in to that. I've heard Trump use the, use the F word a few times, and it's to me personally, I think it's childish. It's disrespectful. When a person uses that word, it is typically to me it diminishes them. It's just, it just that's what happens there. I'm not offended by the word. I'm just, I just think that it diminishes who you are and your point. I, I'm sorry, but that's just, that's just what, that's the way I, that's the way I look at it. I'm not, I'm not condemning you to hell for saying it. I'm not saying it. All I'm saying is it is harder for me to take you seriously when you start using cuss words. And I, while I like a lot of things that Vivek says, I, I agree with a lot of things he says, in that particular th moment, I'm not impressed. 
the you know the respect level just didn't go up right there in that moment. It doesn't go up when when Trump uses it either. I I, I just I don't find it funny or cute. It's just where I'm at with that. <clears throat> And I feel bad for the person who's using it because it's like, ah, I just know it's going to turn some people off. And I, just, I don't like that. So, because <clears throat> we, we really do have a, a serious battle here at this point to get, you know, get through. And I, so I'm kind of uh, very much concerned about some of this stuff. So now, <clears throat> having said all that, what we have going on uh, with the GOP right now And, I, and, it, and the reason this is kind of a point to be made is because now California is talking about being the next state that's going to have a a ruling that takes Trump off the ballot. Now, the Supreme Court, my understanding is uh, the Supreme Court has actually kind of stepped up to this thing so far. But let, let's talk about uh, Mitch McConnell's response and some of the other GOP leadership. The entire leadership of the GOP, and in my opinion, the entire GOP, all of the – in fact, as far as I'm concerned, the Democrats should be involved in this. They should all be condemning the, the response, the decision from the Supreme Court of, of, of uh, Colorado here on this issue. They should all be coming out and standing up against this. It, it is, it's absolutely undemocratic in their process. And I, it's based on an idea that they can just decide on their own without a trial that Trump committed insurrection. Oh, well, well, well let's just decide Biden committed insurrection. We don't have to have a trial. Let's just decide that that's what he did. Yeah, yeah he did this. So we're going to, yeah, not going to, we're going to take him off the ballot. Now, this is the way we're going to go. These are people who don't have the power, wanting the power, wanting, th thinking, thinking that they have the power to do something they don't have the power to do. And this is, again, uh, we have Mitch McConnell and some of the other leadership of the GOP that are not coming out and rallying the troop, even making a comment about this. Which tells you something about the GOP. Now, Dan Crenshaw, is my understanding, he came out in support of this thing. Support of Colorado. I, I, Dan Crenshaw, I, I thought, you know, now everybody says Dan who? He was pretty popular when he first came out. Everybody thought he was, you know, ex-Navy SEAL, all this stuff. He was, you know. No. He's more establishment than, than the establishment is. So, so we have this going on. Now, at the same time, uh, Jack Smith, who was trying to leapfrog over to the, to go straight to the Supreme Court of the United States, uh, the SCOTUS basically told him to pound sand. He said, no, we're, you, you follow the process. We're not going to hear it until the lower court decides. That's the way it works. It goes through the lower court, and it can be appealed then to the Supreme Court. But until then... It has to go through the lower court, court, which means he's screwed. They may end up dropping the case altogether, possibly. 
Now, Jack Smith, you have to understand, I'm just waiting for the other shoe to drop on Jack Smith. Remember how, uh, uh, what was the guy's name? Um, the guy that they wanted to be president. He was he, the whole Stormy Daniels guy, that Stormy Daniels lawyer. That guy, <clears throat> nobody remembers who he is. I think he's in. I think he's sitting in prison right now. They wanted, and the left wanted him to be president. They, the, the, you know, the MSNBC and CNN hosts, <clears throat> people like Brian Stelter. Well, I don't know. Yeah, I think I, you know, <clears throat> I think he should be the president. They love the guy. Now, you know, he's hauled off in handcuffs for defrauding Stormy Daniels. She ended up suing him, suing him, suing your lawyer. Wow. Yeah. He was riding high on the hog there for a little bit, and then he, not so much anymore. So, so I'm just waiting for, the, for Jack Smith to you know, be exposed for something at, at this point. And of course, there have been some things that he that are impeachable for him, as far as I'm concerned that he's done with regards to evidence and some other things that he's that he's messed with. But that's you know he won't he won't get charged under under this DOJ. There's no no way they're going to do anything to the guy. Right now, they're counting on him to be able to do something. Uh, the collusion that he's had that he's been doing behind the back to, with uh, behind the scenes with uh, Georgia. And with other with other uh, attorney generals, I think it was Pennsylvania or New York New York attorney general, prosecuting attorney. So the the uh, yeah, it's, it's there's some really bad stuff going on behind the scenes, and that's that's where things are are at at this point with that with that guy. And I but I think his cases are kind of really teetering on not being well. The, let's put it this way: the cases are not having their intended outcome. That they had intended on having, because they had intended to, to mess with the political system, and that's all the while saying it wasn't a political issue. This isn't political. This isn't political. This guy's, you know, no one's above the law, unless your name is Biden or Clinton or Obama or anything else. Now, Bill Barr has actually come out and and in support of, on the Trump side of this thing, uh, opposed to what Colorado did, surprisingly enough. Uh, Alan Dershowitz just filleted them for what they did. Uh, and now he's a Democrat. Now he's, he's an old order, he's an old school Democrat. But in fact, I think he actually just, he chose to represent Trump at one point just because it was uh, to show that it was a constitutional issue and he's more, he's more concerned about constitutional issues than he is about political parties. Kudos to him, and I, and, I, and I appreciate people like that. It's like, I, I can I can live with that kind of a Democrat party if we can just have a normal discussion and, and actually care about the country in the process and, and the rule of law. But if, if when it comes to the issues of just the end justifies the means, and the political you know the political process is more important than the than the law, we can throw you know we can be biased and and two faced and hypocritical on this stuff. It, I think it's just pathetic. So, this is where we're at. And I, I think that uh, moving forward, it will be interesting to see how all this unfolds. Typically, what happens is every one of these kinds of cases that, that kind of unfold and everything that happens seems to peel back another layer of the onion for us to see and expose underneath the veneer 
what side people are really on with this thing, what they really truly believe, where, where their convictions really lie. What are they willing to put on the table for this? And frankly, I think Vivek has uh, shown himself. Now, again, like I said, he's got nothing to lose. Other people are playing politics, and I think Vivek is just being brutally honest because that, that's his game plan. Now, whether or not he, he will remain that way is unknown. Now, I don't, I don't know what kind of future he has. Now, Van Jones is scared to death of the guy because he's a demagogue. It's going to outlive Trump by 50 years or whatever. Potentially, yeah. But that's, you know, and Van Jones can recognize this because it takes one to know one. This is, you know, he's, he's afraid of the guy because he realizes, hey, this is the kind of person we're trying to be. But he's actually, you know, doing it and he's being genuine about it. This is dangerous. This guy's dangerous. So that's kind of where we are at this, this, at this stage of the game. Now, having said all of that, I want to shift to things more jolly. As we approach this Christmas season... Uh, now, I don't, uh, I don't have a problem with Christmas. I don't have a problem with Christmas trees. I don't have a problem with all that stuff, all the paraphernalia. I do have a problem with a little bit with the, uh, well, a little bit, a lot of it, with the, the, with the commercialization of Christmas, I'll say it that way. I, but however, we, it, I think it's well established that we know, and, and I've had interesting arguments with some fellow believers about this whole topic. Was Christmas, was, was Jesus actually born on December 25th? No, he was not. As far as we know, he was not. And most, I, I would contend that he absolutely was not. <laughs> but there, I, I don't know that I don't, you know, I, I'm not 90, I'm 99.99% I'm, I'm sure he was not born on December 25th. Now, the reason for that is because the time of the year that where this the census was taken, the, the tax was taken, that when when Mary and Joseph was were showing up in Bethlehem for this for this tax thing to happen, the census that was being taken would would not have been in December. Would not have been this time of year. So there is a certain amount of. Uh, understanding because of the knowing when, when the feasts were and, and everything else that were going on and how it was a Herod. I think it was Herod. Maybe. I don't know. I can't remember the guy. I can't remember the, the leader at that time who imposed this tax. It was, it was a tax. It was, there was, it was a, uh, they call, he called it a census, but it was actually a tax. So they, they, it all come in to pay this tax. So, um, we know that, that about that time of year. Now, Jesus fulfilled every other, to the T, he fulfilled every other feast, spring feast, to the hour and the day. And if you look at, there is a particular feast that happens during the time of his, what I think, when I think his birth was, nine months early, 40 weeks earlier, there was another feast. which would have been when he was conceived. And <clears throat> I think that that is very telling because it's 
that makes it very clear to me. I just, I just, there's no coincidences here. So to me, it makes much more sense that it would have been. And I'm not going to get into that at this at this time at this point, but um, just to say that you know, if you want to celebrate Christmas, uh, now one of my friends he said, well, now if if you had if you had a, a, a former wife or or a, or a former girlfriend, and her birthday was on December 25th, and and when you got your new girlfriend or your new your your you know your next wife, you said, you know, I, I've been celebrating uh, my old girlfriend's birthday. On December 25th, and, I, and I'd, I'd rather just celebrate your birthday on December 25th because that's kind of what we have all, you know, that's when all of our plans are made. So that's, that's what we're going to do. We're just going to have our, we're going to celebrate your birthday on the 25th instead of celebrating your birth on your actual birthday. Do, do you think your, you know, your, your spouse or your girlfriend, your friend or whoever it was, do you think they'd be offended by that? <clears throat> well, yeah, probably. But I, I don't know that um, God is so offended he's going to curse people for it or that he's going to look differently at you because you celebrate his birthday. I, I just, I know for a fact that this time of year, because of the message of Christ, the message of the gospel, the message of his coming, it is a peak time where God is able to speak to people's hearts in ways that he cannot or does not, or people aren't open to the to his word and his story and the gospel in in ways that they would not otherwise be. It is an opportunity to share the message. I think that we have this time of year, and I I'm not <clears throat> I don't I don't think that you know I think I think God can can look past that. I think He's big enough to look past that. I, I think I hope. I would not want to intentionally offend him in some way. But it is what it is. And I don't, I don't think that we can just, if we think we're going to come out and change it overnight, it just is what it is. Now, like I was saying yesterday, was it yesterday or the day before? Yes, I think it was yesterday. I was talking about the, the whole, you know, the way, if we're, going to, if we're going to reach out to the Jewish people, as a, as an engrafted branch, as a as a people, as a as a as a, as messianic believers, we have to somehow portray and relate to them and, and show them that we are engrafted into their branch, that we are part of, that we are children of Abraham by faith. I'm afraid that we there in a, in a sense there is this innate sense of anti-Semitism, I think, that has developed in the Western church. And it's unintentional to some degree, but it's also unnoticed. It's not recognized. And I think we need to be very careful when we navigate this stuff because it's, it's uh, let me just put it this way. I know this is, this may be offensive to some people. And I don't, not, I don't mean to belittle or to say anything about my Catholic friends out there. I believe that there are believers in the Catholic Church who will, you know, they're actual believers. But now, now, having said that, the Roman Catholic Church, if you follow it by the letter, if you follow it by to the law, follow it to the T, unlike Nancy Pelosi and Joe Biden, 
you the issue that we that I have here is that you look into the founding of the Roman Catholic Church and where it has come and what it is, what it has done and the things that it is it, it, it's as an institution what it is. We have a situation where there was a even the Lutheran movement, the the Martin Luther movement of Reformation, was a reformation of the Catholic Church. It was not a restoration or a return to fulfilled Judaism. It was a reformation of Catholicism. Most Protestantism is simply Reformed Catholicism. In fact, I would say that the Western Church in general, even when you get into things like the Evangelical Church, they would consider themselves more in line with Protestants, Protestantism. And even the Anabaptist Church, Anabaptist theology and movement, would be considered more deeply uh, rooted in Roman, Roman Catholic Reformation, not returned to Judaism, or fulfilled, what I would call fulfilled Judaism. I think what Paul was, Paul was trying to preach, Rabbi Shaul, Saul, who became Paul, was the fulfillment of Judaism, not the universal church or the church universal as the Catholic Church is known. But I don't think that's what he was intending to have happen with the church there at that point. And there was, um, if you look into some of the writings, I'm sorry, but if you look into some of the writings of even Martin Luther and some of the other early Catholic, Roman Catholic leaders, there was a strong thread of anti-Semitism within the beliefs of those people. Um, they had their reasons for, for this, and they, but they were very misled in some of, their, some of their theology. Now, if you've ever seen, I think it's, it's, it's called The Mission. I think it's, there's a movie called The Mission. And you will find that the, the, the Jesuits, I think it was Jesuits, priests, the priests that were working in this mission field down in, in, I think it was Ecuador, someplace down in South, South America, the um, what was happening with the bishops and the and the pope and everything that was going on at that time and how they and this was based on a true story. Um, and basically, the religious powers that be decided to just wipe wipe the whole village out, the whole the entire population of these indigenous people. And the uh, yeah, it, it's just. There have been some things done in the name of religion in that respect, the powers that be, very, very disturbing things. Uh, institutionalized religion, organized religion sometimes can be a very, very messy, messy thing. Uh, I was just talking to a pastor friend of mine this morning with regard to the Methodist church, what's happening there. Very difficult situation that the that the churches are being put into. Um, navigating that and the political things that are going on behind the scenes, it's just very, very, oh, I just pray for the, Method, the United Methodist Church right now. It's, it's, uh, 
if you belong to one or if you know of anybody in one or just want to pray for something, if you want looking for something to pray for, that's a, that's a very important thing to pray for right now. There's, there's a lot of power plays being, being made in the, within that. There, there is a uh, mutual decision to split the church. And unfortunately, it's being, there's some very heavy-handed people involved in this thing. It's all about greed. So uh, just be, 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 keep them, you know, mindful of what's going on there. Um, yeah. So um, having said all of that, we press into this Christmas season. Uh, we, we were just reminded that the Messiah was born. That he came to fulfill the law and the prophets because we can't. That everything he did on the cross was what we couldn't do couldn't achieve. And what really, the only thing that really matters is a life of obedience to him. And we worship a living God, by the way, not a, just a a God who's out there somewhere that we just kind of follow some rules and do, do some stuff. But what's important is how we live in accordance with what we believe he's saying to us. So I would say this time of year, we need to challenge ourselves, challenge each other to love each other as ourselves. Love God, love your neighbor. Treat us as you have Jesus. Well, you know, go, go, go do the thing, you know. God bless, folks. Have a merry, very merry Christmas and a very happy new year. Thanks for listening.